jump, 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 jump. I said a hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, 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 hop, you don't stop. Rap, 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 rap. I will definitely call you back later, then. Come on, wrap it up. Big shark it up. Okay, you know what? Wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Mr. Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Wrap it up. Good morning. It's Ray Walker sitting in for Andrew McKay, and I've got two friends in the studio with me. We're doing the... Well, three. I yeah. I don't want. Everybody knows you're here. Introduce your guests. I was just kidding. (laughs) We love candy. So I have Jules Carrier, who works for Ascension Sacred Heart. She does government relations for not just Sacred Heart, but also St. Vincent's, which is in Jacksonville. So she does Ascension statewide. And then I have Rachel Whitbrecht, who is the government director of government relations for the University of West Florida, which is my counterpart because I do uni- I do University of North Florida, so we work together. Yes, so thank you for joining me this morning, ladies. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. So let me start here. And first, Jules, you you do healthcare, Correct. obviously government relations and so on. So give me just obviously on the state level. What really does that entail? So before she says anything, we're just going to chat here about what we do and I hope that, you know, and then what we're looking forward in session. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. So, so yeah, what do we got in healthcare? You know, I think, I think for us and probably for Rachel as well and for you is that we have over 800 people coming to Florida every day. <laughs> so Florida is a huge importer of people. And I think that's putting a lot of strain on our universities, on our K through 12, on hospitals. And so what we're really looking at is how do we, how do we prepare for that? How do we make sure that we can care for all these people? And so a lot of what I do is I look at the poor and vulnerable. <laughs> um, Ascension Sacred Heart's the largest Medicaid provider right. in this area, yep. the seventh largest in the state. And so we're really looking at the Medicaid budget and making sure that we are, you know, pre- we're, we're we're reimbursing providers what they should get paid so that these people can get the care that they need. It ultimately comes down to how do we make sure that you have the resources you do to serve the people in our community. Right. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. And then, so that's what you're doing. And so just a little background, Jules and I have done a advocacy 101 session for the chamber twice now for the chamber had an advocacy we have a blast we have a good time together so when i say i invited friends in i mean it i invited friends in the studio that we could have a good time this morning so and rachel obviously we both work do education yes and some people go what do you do in representing education i could say it but but kind of give just a little and then we'll start talking about up what we see coming up. Sure. So, I mean, for both of us at UWF and UNF, we represent the state university system as a whole, but also our individual universities. So over here in Pensacola, we've got almost 14,000 amazing undergraduate and graduate students. So what we do in Tallahassee is we go over and make sure that the legislators from across the state see how awesome we're doing, see how great our students are contributing to the both state and nation's economy, uh, training the future of our workforce. Well, and, and one thing that just as a side note on that is when you look at the state university, and there are 12 state universities in, in Florida, mm-hmm. everybody looks at UF, 
FSU, which I know is go Knowles. Go Knowles. I know that's your uh, that's your your alma mater, <laughs> and and then you get into UCF, Central Florida, South Florida. Those are your big four, and then they kind of forget sometimes about the UWS, the UNFs. But actually, when you look at percentage-wise, both UWF and UNF actually lead the state university system in the number of graduates who stay in the state of Florida. Absolutely. And UWF, a little brag point here, we lead the state university system in number of graduates employed. So we have 80% or 85% somewhere in that range of our students who stay in Florida and contribute to the economy. And we're talking about they get out. They get a job within uh, the the metric that the university system goes by is within a year after after yeah. graduation that they're employed. UDF one, UNS number two on that on that just just throwing that out there and then also but it's also staying in the state and Absolutely. that we have the largest percentage of students stay in the state and that's the goal. But ultimately, it always comes down to both whether it's healthcare or education. Two oh, largest pieces of the budget two largest mm-hmm. pieces of, and it always comes down to money <laughs> that's where i was going right. you hit, you hit. it always right. comes down to the budget which always comes down to the, to the end of session uh the governor came out last week and said you know 114 billion dollar budget which you, which would historic. be a record historic budget uh so that's going to be an issue uh, as it always is that's going to dominate a lot of session besides that we all have been working in tallahassee we all actually all three of us have similar start we all started as aides yeah. mm-hmm. and then have moved outside of the actual in-house to where we're at now and and doing this what so we all have been around the process we all hear the things going on so when we come back from traffic and the break here what are you what are some issues that we see coming up so let's go to candy with traffic on the fives all right taking a look at our roads uh, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays langley and sanders showing an accident possible backup on sanders headed to langley but other than that you shouldn't have any problems that's near six brothers and nephews groceries uh near workman middle uh other than that certainly if you have a traffic tip text 437-1620 this is brought to you by avalon hr with everything going on you need avalon news radio 92.3 informative local dependable Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window. New South is the Florida window factory. Our windows are made in Florida for Florida homes by Florida workers because we understand Florida weather. With New South Windows, you don't have to sacrifice energy efficiency for storm protection. Our Energy Star rated windows and doors are made with impact and non-impact options, giving you the best of both worlds. New South Window home of your ultimate Florida window. Buy more, save more. Volume discounts up to 30%. Visit NewSouthWindow.com. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. Ray Walker here for Andrew McKay, News Radio 92.3 Pensacola Morning News. I'm joined with Jules Carrier, 
and Rachel Whitbrecht, a couple friends of mine that work in the legislative process and kind of teased it before the break. And that is, what do we see coming up? I mean, there's there's going to be some, I mean, obviously the budget is always a big issue, but there's always some key issues that are going to, fa- that, that the legislature is going to take up that are going to affect a lot of us, including what we do. So, Jules, what kind of... One or two hot topics you that know, you think? You know, you started out with a $114 billion budget, which is yep. historic. And I'll tell you that this year, I'm really just glad that we have money. Yes. I mean, we our, our budget and our economy looks great for Florida, which is which is good news for ho- for hospitals because we usually are facing cuts. So really happy that the governor put in his budget a reimbursement increase for pediatric services for mm-hmm. hospitals. It was huge for Sacred Heart, um, who has the only children's hospital here in the in the in the area. Um, I think our big issues are going to be hurricane money, yep. hurricane relief. I think we're looking at open carry. I think we're looking at school choice as um, for K yep. through twelve. Um, and, and, and hopefully we're not looking at any cuts for hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> or it, higher education either. Correct. Or higher education either. And, and I know we're all, it, it, really it does come down to that. It, it really, it starts and ends with the budget, especially with, that's what we deal with. We do have record amount of money. Yes. So Rachel, kind of, what do you see coming up? Especially, I mean, we both deal with the education side and there's going to be issues we're going to deal with, but. Sure. I think a big thing for both of us in the higher education space is deferred maintenance and being able to uh, upgrade and keep our bu- old buildings running. So the University of West Florida was built in the 60s, mm-hmm. and a lot of our buildings were built from the 60s to 80s, and they need some repair. So we're hoping that the governor is going to put some money into that. And then also, uh, there was a funding source last year called the Pipeline Fund, which also leads into healthcare, yeah. which provides performance-based funding for our nursing programs. So UWF got $4.8 million out of that pot that goes directly to our nursing program and helps bring in world-renowned faculty and get our students into these healthcare spaces with practical learning experience so they can go into the workforce and be great. Well, yeah. I think one of the, to go along with that is, so the governor has put in to, to renew that it's become trying to make it a recurring thing so to make sure we have the money to train nurses and and medical people for the hospitals but there's also another part that he put back in this year and that is the the fund for for partnerships Mm -hmm. and and i don't know the answer to this so you may it offered so that universities could partner with programs for local hospitals and that the hospitals could then capitalize on bringing down some money if they build that partnership of getting that line to go of nurses and medical personnel to go into the hospital. And I know you're familiar with, obviously. Right. But we're already doing that with yeah. the University of North Florida over in Jacksonville with our St. Vincent's Health System. Um, and it's a great partnership. So it'd be great to be able to have some dollars for this. I will say that when you look at the budget, Ray, you know this better than anybody, but the education budget is a dollar, a dollar put in, a dollar spent right. from the state, whereas the healthcare budget they put in a 40 cents and they get 60 cents matched by the federal government. So from a fiduciary um, you know, aspect, it'd be great to be able to get some matching dollars from the feds to be able to pay for some of these programs because they are healthcare right. and the healthcare budget has a great return on investment. Yeah, and, and what p- many people don't realize, whether it's healthcare or there's other portions of the budget, but healthcare is the biggest part when it comes to that, is there are places where if the, the state puts in X dollars and you're talking the 60-40 match from the feds, That's right. um, there's other places that we put in and then the, the organization, the department, the hospitals can then pull down federal money. That just makes sense because, let's be honest, 
That's our money. That's mm-hmm. right. I mean, we're we, paying taxes. We don't want California to take it, no. right? Yeah. And even still, I know it was the case previously. I think it's still the case. When it comes to federal dollars, Florida is a net donor, mm-hmm. not yes, we are. taker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We pay more in taxes than we get from the federal government as a state. Right. And we still manage to keep taxes low. And we, <laughs> we right. do. Right. And we do. And that's why people are coming. We're talking about eight, 800 to 1,000 people a, a day. day average moving to Florida. Right. And if you look, at the, you look at the economy of Florida compared to other states, it's like, yeah, no wonder people are coming here. That's right. No wonder people come here. But we have to house them. We have to get their cars on the road. We have to, we have to be able to pay, take care of them. Yep. So and, and speaking of housing, something that I'm really excited about to see was an affordable housing bill yes. that yes. provides amazing incentives for building affordable housing, especially in our big metropolitan areas where because people are really struggling. Let's be honest. The affordable housing is no longer the people that you see homeless on the no. street. These are teachers. Yeah. yeah. You know, professors, nurses. Absolutely. So as a chamber in my chamber hat, one of the things that's starting to be used now is not so much the term affordable housing, but workforce, workforce. housing. Yeah. And I think that actually is a better description yeah. because if you're a teacher making, you know, let's say you're making 40 grand a year, there's only, there's a certain price range of house that you can afford mm-hmm. and still survive. Mm-hmm. That And the prices of houses has exponentially gone up in the last few years. You're almost, those occupations, right? teachers, law enforcement officers, EMTs, firefighters, are almost getting priced out of the market. They absolutely are. Yeah, really great to see that. I was also happy to see that there's a big focus on behavioral health, um, something that we shouldn't overlook. This is Michelle Salzman, our local representative, who's doing a fantastic job. She's the vice chair of the Health Appropriations Committee. She's made this a big big issue for herself and focus, and I think that we're going to see something come out with behavioral health funding and policy. And I think, and, and there's more to that than people realize, especially coming out of COVID, mental health, behavioral health has all become a real... It, it was an issue becoming, I guess we got more attention to it. It's been an issue. It's just dropped, got more attention and, and rightfully so right. it needs to. And, and people are now willing to talk about it. I guess that might be the other thing. It's becoming less of a yeah. stigma. For so long, we just pushed things under the rug and said, figure it out in your own home. And I love that we're changing that narrative to this is a community based issue. Yep. Right. And psychology might not be a bad major now, right? Maybe. We all yeah. thought that that was the the, oh, yeah. the major that nobody needed. Sure. We need we need more psychologists. We do. Mm-hmm. I know I don't know about you UWF, but UNF, we're shorted. We have a shortage on the ratio of counselors to students. Oh yeah. We barely meet the threshold of the bare necessity of what we're required to have. Mm-hmm. Right. Not even to the point of we what we need to have. And so uh, one question I have, and we talked about uh, workforce housing, affordable housing. There is a proposal that I want to get your take on. The proposal is this: is so there's it came up in a bill, and I, it was presented this week that says we're going to allow you to do your down payment, your your deposit on on housing or rent. You can do it over time rather than a lump sum up front. But it's not refundable. I saw that this morning, actually. I think that's very interesting. I think it makes people who are living more of a paycheck to paycheck lifestyle that gives them more of an opportunity to invest in their housing. But you don't get it back. So there's the catch all. There's the catch. So here's the here's the thing. 
And, and just from what I saw about, have you seen Jules? But does it pay of, down the mortgage? I mean, is it being? No, it's for renters. Oh, for it's for renters. renters. It's for renters. Realize if you rent, and I, those of uh, those that have rented, and I'm gonna let's just uh, let me pause that. Okay, I'm gonna get into that just a second. Uh, 8.55. Let's quickly check traffic, and then we'll finish up. Uh, good news is it looks like everything is clear. Certainly, if you see an accident, traffic tip, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Because not only has the cost of a house gone up, as in buying a house, but the cost of renting has right. gone through the roof. Right. Absolutely. And to, for somebody who's getting, like Rachel, like you said, paycheck to paycheck, to come up with first and last month's rent just mm-hmm. to move in, in today's rental market, you're that looking at four to five thousand dollars, thousands of dollars. Right. But if you can do over time, twenty-five, fifty bucks a month, anything over that helps time, people get into housing. I now, granted, you thing. don't get it back, mm-hmm. but you can get into a house. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some pros and cons to it. I, I think there's there might be some work, to it. but I like the idea of we're trying to think of ways. How can we get people into houses? Right. And how can we get them into a rental unit? And, and how can we, you know, what can we do to make it a little bit easier? And this may not be the issue or the, the solution that fixes the issue, but at least we're looking at it. And I'm glad that we're thinking about a solutions-based approach to housing. Yeah, and it's a thinking outside the box, so to speak. I know that's an overused phrase, but it, it's a creative, I guess you got to get creative. I mean, yeah, hospitals do. have to get creative right. on how we treat people. And right. I mean, used to be there was one big emergency room. Now we got satellites, so we're... We're in the communities. That's right. That's and, right. And and getting creative in how we provide care. You know, we're not looking at putting people in hospital beds anymore. We want to take care of them at home. We want to get the, the care closer to where they live. And so you're looking at a lot of outpatient um, facilities. You're looking at ambulatory surgery centers. You're looking at freestanding EDs, um, urgent cares. We, we want to try to keep people out of the hospital. Um, and so you're right. We're getting creative. And, I mean, telehealth. Yeah, telehealth is huge, and I hope that comes up today, I mean, at this this session. It's definitely something that they need to continue to work on. I know if you're feeling like garbage, do you want to really get in a car and have to drive to the doctor's office? Mm -mm. I mean, it's obviously you're feeling like garbage. You can get on and say, hey, I need help. I need just call me in some meds. And in today's society, you can call in meds, and CVS will actually drop it off at your door. Or, sorry, Jeremy Evans, who filled in earlier, Walgreens will drop it off at your door. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it's just... it. it, Well, and particularly for mental health, right? Behavioral health. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is even more important that you get more access. And if if we have a shortage of people that are providing the service, then this is the way to bring access to folks, is through telehealth. And and it's just to make things... uh, Again, it comes back to access. Right. It comes back to access and to bring things available. I mean, there's so many things that are out there, whether it's education, whether it's healthcare. I think, you know, it's all things, obviously, that we're trying to deal with. Now, just as we wrap up here, and we're, 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 I know we're, man, time always flies in this. It's just for amazing. Hours, I know we can. We do, don't we? Yeah, we we sit, we'll sit in the hallway. Your producer should have had them in earlier. <laughs> the, the, um, we'll, we'll sit in the Capitol and just chat and talk about all kinds of things. Rachel and I, we'll, we're in meetings yep. all the time together. We just, we just talk all the time. Um, but so a couple things that are coming up. Obviously, there's a lot of things. That are, that are going to be brought up in legislation session, that are going to be geared towards helping a certain governor mm. prepare for a possible... Well, I wonder who let's, that let's, might be. Let's be honest. <laughs> a, a, pro, a possible, maybe probable run for the White House. 
just start real quickly. We don't have a whole lot of time. Is that going to play a factor? Oh, I think the legislature is going to overwhelmingly be supportive of his proposed budget. Let's just let's just say that. I think they they want him to be successful. We yeah. want him to be successful. Florida wants him to be successful. Absolutely. If he wins, Florida wins. So I guess we're all That's on the same team. Boy, that was, that was almost a tagline. Yeah. <laughs> Jules Carrier, Rachel Whitbrecht, I'm Ray Walker. It's been great to have you guys in here. Thank you. So, again, we could Thank talk you. forever. Yes. Uh, it's been great to be here. Andrew will be back on Monday. Thank you for having us. Candy, you're the best. Thank right. you for all you do. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you Ray. Thank News you so Radio much. 92.3. Have a great weekend. Local talk in the morning, 5.30.